Marquis Devereaux. Today's topic is bosses versus leader and uh, who the hell is running things. We, we're at a point in America where everyone seems to want a title and on occasion people want to know who's the boss. I don't know if anybody in America is sure who the leader is. The people on the left don't feel that Trump is their leader. They are looking to Congress. In some cases, they're looking to the Senate for direction. Uh, a leader is somebody typically who has a following who sets the precedent. America is currently divided. Uh, people are protesting in the streets. We're throwing paint at Black Lives Matter signs. We're putting bullet holes through windshield and we're windshields and officers. Uh, Kirk, this, this is going to be an odd question for you, but I'd like to ask you, um, what do you think the reasons are that everybody wants to be a boss? Well, I think that, well, it's power. It's simply power. Um, and they want to have unquestioned power which is not um, necessarily um, an, uh, a preset of, say, democracy or the republic. They want unprecedented power. At work, if you disagree with the boss, um, you get a write-up and then you're fired. Right. Um, government should not be run along those lines because we have input. They work for us. Um, but in a corporate situation, the only one that the boss answers to is the board of directors and, it, and not always them. It's unprecedented power without opposition. We're in a current place where congressional leaders are challenging the executive branch. The executive branch is just regarding congressional leaders. The, he is, in some cases, ridic ridiculing the judicial branch, except for, might I say, the Supreme Court. Um, in Cherokee, why would you say that everyone wants to? You're freezing, honey. Why would you say that everyone wants to be the boss? Uh, like Kirk said, it's it's unprecedented power. People want to be in power. They want to go, want to create their own world, their own rules, and have everybody underneath them. Um, as opposed to having a system where people communicate and talk and 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 work things out. 
we have we have we need a government that they can deal like the president should be have a relationship with Congress and judges and whatever so that they can resolve conflicts and not constantly be doing this. You know, so I'm going to then ask you this question. The economy right now is in tatters. We have pandemic pandemonium and we now have a political and a racial divide that is so deep it might challenge the Grand Canyon for depth. Who would you say Cherokee Black right now is leading the United States? I don't see um, any one particular person as a leader. I don't see Trump as a leader. Um, uh, because everybody seems with the with the pandemic, for instance, every state seems to be doing their own thing. If all if there was a federal mandate to wear a mask and social distance for everyone at the same time, we might be able to get a hold a stranglehold on the virus. But because the states are doing different things, people in those states are getting sicker and sicker, and then they'll come here and make us sick. So we need a federal mandate what we're going to do to fight the virus but we don't have any leadership in the federal government the president to to make those mandates it's a you know it's a it's a it's a hoax meanwhile people are dying we know people who have died you know people getting sick you know okay so would you call trump a boss or a leader cherokee a boss. You call him a boss. Yes. And would you would you use the same word, Kurt, to describe President Trump? Um, I would say he has more of a corporate outlook on leadership than uh, diplomatic or um, statesmanlike um, leadership quality. Um, but the thing. The thing is that what he was elected on cleaning the swamp, and the trouble is the Senate and the House are, are the swamp, and the swamp doesn't want to be clean. So that's why you have so much going on. I mean, the thing is that if he was a little bit more of a statesman, I think that he could outfox them, even with the media being entirely in the pocket of the swamp. I'm not a fan of his, but I but but anything that he can do to defeat the deep state, in my opinion, is a good thing. And uh, we, it's a huge fight we have on our hands because they've they've had 40 years to consolidate their power. And right. if he doesn't do anything, he can't do anything in four years. He's got to be a little bit more of a statesman and a little bit less of quote the boss. Right. And that's that's me. Yeah. yeah. Who who would Crickadier, Who would you say is leading the U.S. right now? Well, I would say that Trump is providing a form of leadership. I would also say that the Senate is providing an entirely corrupt leadership. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan of anybody in the House or the Senate. So okay. uh, I don't think that, you know, it's like to get rid of the deep state, you have to expose them. To expose them, it's very difficult because the media is in their pocket. Right. Um, if you're talking about leadership, um, I, I think that Trump is the only thing 
really leading because if you look at the if you look at Pelosi, she's incredibly corrupt. And if you look at Mitch McConnell, he makes Pelosi look like an angel. So I mean, you know, it's it's a very difficult situation um, because the swamp. It, it Pelosi and and uh, McConnell epitome epitomize. They are the eight by ten color photos of the swamp, and they are not about to be cleaned out. They're not going to investigate themselves. They're not going to do anything about themselves. So when you have somebody like Trump, I think if he was a little bit more of a statesman and provided a little bit more than just bylines, which he got by with, with you know, with his TV shows, um, I think, you know, I mean, uh, I think it would be helpful because he's the only one providing any, um, any verbiage, whatever, I mean, for instance, the whole thing that the coronavirus thing was manufactured, they're not coming out and saying it. He could simply very, he could very simply have announce it. You know, he could announce that Fauci's a fraud, that this was set up by a cabal, including Gates and, and Rockefeller. And so. He doesn't do that. And, and so the American public doesn't understand what his leadership role is and, and, and what the deep state is and, and what we're trying to do about it. I'm sorry, that's a long way around it, but... So I'm just curious from the both of you. Oh, Kirk, you said that Trump is our leader. I'd like to know what is the leader from the both of you. Cherokee, would you go ahead and take that question? As, as leader? Leader? What are the, the signs of a leader? Well, um, I, like I said, a, a leader would be able to resolve conflict. A leader should be able to... Um, I think that that Trump, with regards to what he does business-wise that everybody seems to be cool with, he this country has become quite crazy in, in, and, and divided since he's been president. And I think if he were a leader, he would be able to calm some of that down. And I, I, I don't think that he's, I think that he's, he's fueling the, um, the uh, dissension instead of trying to put out the flames. You think? And I, I don't think that's a good leader. Okay. And Kirk Adair, you said Trump is currently leading things. Where do you see him showing his strongest leadership traits? Business. Um, I see him showing his strongest leadership traits in um, stopping the human trafficking. And the media is not reporting that at all. No, because uh, the regular people don't even know that that's going, they don't even, yeah. they're not, people, people are not aware that that's going on. Right. The other thing that he's doing that, that I like is that when Fauci and the rest of them are fear, 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 okay, about, you know, the virus, he's not wearing a mask. And he challenges people who are wearing a mask. Um, he provides an example that way to say, it's not as bad as you think it is. And the yeah, Oh, and the media is lying about, about, completely lying about, you know, the statistics because they right. want to keep the country shut down. They right. want it in just fear. And people and it, are so stupid that they, right. they have been dumbed down in this country to the point that they just buy everything the major media says, yes sir, yes sir, three bags full. I mean, in our neighborhood, Cherokee That's and I walked down the street and the thing is that I was walking down with my mask down, okay? And some old lady walking her dog was like, yeah about and I said okay you're one of the sheeple 
take the mask off and breathe. You're having trouble breathing with that stupid mask on. Right. There's nothing you're going to catch in the neighborhood. You know, like enough. But these pe people are sheep. They've been dumbed down. It's right. truly a tragedy. I, 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 um, I, I have to say that I agree. I, wait a minute. I have, wait a minute. You, okay. I'm sorry, Cherokee. I, I, give me a second here. Kirk Adair mentioned challenging Fauci, right? Right. Is that what you said? Because you cut off at a certain point. I'm Are sorry, you able to hear me? I, I said, uh, I'm going to need you just to repeat something. I said, where does uh, Trump, where do you feel he's strongest in his leadership? And I believe you said challenging Fauci. Well, no, I said child trafficking, number one, which he's gone way after the child traffickers and challenging Fauci by not wearing a mask, by challenging this this nonsense fear thing that they're going on and on and on about, about a virus that's not really much worse than the flu. Seriously, I mean, they're also lying about the statistics. For instance, by his not wearing a mask, he's challenging the statistics of people who are saying like this guy who was on Broadway, 41 years old, died of coronavirus. Okay, but what were his underlying symptoms? He was a dancer and very athletic. He was not sick. He didn't yeah. have any underlying. He was a Broadway dancer and quite athletic. I've seen that man perform. There was nothing wrong with him. He lost his leg and everything. I believe this is this is real because I've lost friends of my own who are very healthy. You know, as far as, as Trump not wearing the mask, Trump has doctors with him every day that can check him. So he can do that. We don't have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. I, that, that, it, it, that doesn't impress me. It's well, okay, I, I, have to, it I have to, to roll this back. What? I have to roll. I have to roll this back. Kirk Adair, you you said child trafficking, and that that is a United States. Have you ever heard of Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah, pedophile. Why? Race. Why are we going in Epstein? I don't know, uh, but He's a man who has a very Epstein was, 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 uh, man who has an affiliation I, with, I if I may, guys, I try, trying to get out a story here. A man who has an affiliation was Clinton and current president Trump and Prince Andrew with the state of Florida to serve a year with work release in his home to perpetrate the same crimes has supposedly committed suicide in jail. Jelaine, uh, his um, Jelaine, his accomplice, as some would refer to her as, she was a member of high society. She came from a wealthy family, as you may or may not know, Jelena uh, Maxwell. Uh, she's the daughter of a, a medium bull. She, her father passed away. She moved to the United States. She, Jeffrey Epstein. He had the money. She had the, the connections. Women under the ages of 15 girls teenagers were violated 
And so when you say that Trump is trafficking and he's associated with a an pedophile going into bordering the hunts, uh, this I think we need to I think we need to question that. So you asked me why I brought up the name Jeffrey Epstein. Do you, Kirk, do you have a response to that? Uh, Epstein was involved in child trafficking, and it wasn't just girls, it was boys. And uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, the daughter of Robert Maxwell, both of them work for Mossad. Do you know what Mossad, Israeli intelligence? Okay. And a lot of this was, was an intelligence sting between Mossad and the CIA to get anything on anybody so that they could continue their, their, uh, their agenda. So yeah, they were working, to, definitely working together. All right. And before that, you had Hugh Hefner, who was doing the same thing in Hollywood. He was the West Coast version that went on for a long time. Okay. The child trafficking is horrendous with nothing, you know, nothing was exposed under Obama and Pizzagate is still waiting to be processed and, and prosecuted. I mean, Podesta is up to his eyeballs in that. And so are so okay. many other people, including the Clintons. Okay. So come back to me for a second. Come back, come back. I want to know, but, but, but the subject bosses first and i want to know how a person who is in regular interaction with a pedophile leads and sets the precedent as someone who doesn't have a good reputation uh with women uh i i'm, I'm confused i'm trying i'm trying to understand and i'm having a very challenging time here and i don't know if the audiences follow it as well so we're talking about trump is proving his leadership in regards to trial child trafficking this jeffrey epstein case had people feeling that he was murdered camera was off uh he was not protected i'm so sorry uh he was not protected and Suddenly, he's gone. Ghislaine Maxwell has agreed to give the recordings, whether they're orgies or sex tape or whatever, to the feds. Sounds like Amorosa with those White House tapes. The, the, some of the women are saying that she was the leader that she was in charge, she was like the madam. Uh, you know, and I wish we didn't have to use that word in right. this case. So, you know, Kirk, I just ask you, how the Trump being able to handle, to handle one crisis, but he's about to be in the middle of a, a, a Okay, my screen must. He's about to froze. be in the middle of what? Did you hear the question? Yeah, but he's not about to be in the middle of anything. I mean, if anybody was, I mean, Trump, uh, Trump, if you're comparing Trump to Bill Gates, I mean, Bill Gates visited the island far more often than, and Trump never went down to the island. Um, Trump did have a, a party at um, Mar-a-Lago, but he never went to the island. He's not one of he's not one of Epstein's followers. He's not one of the 
you know, there's a myriad. I mean, there's, there's a laundry list of people who were down there, but uh, Trump was not one of them. I'm not a fan of his, but he, I, I, doubt, I don't think that he's going to be in the middle of it. And I don't think he was responsible for Epstein's disappearance. You have some very, very powerful people farther up the uh, food chain that were threatened by that. And, and I'm sure were the ones that were responsible for his actions. Give me one, give me one second, guys. Okay. Hey, go ahead. Okay. Um, we're, you know, one of the things that you guys mentioned is that uh, power. Um, and power is something that we get in this country when we have influence and when we have money. Uh, I, I say that because of the fact that I don't know. I don't know if we, in our government, I actually don't know if we have leaders. Um, we're demonizing Pelosi. We're look good. Us, uh, many people are not fans of Senator Elizabeth Warren forward, she's attacked. Uh, freshman senators are making their attacks. What do you want a leader to be? Cherokee, what do you want a leader to be? Um, some, <laughs> here we go again. Someone who can resolve um, conflict. Someone who, who protect, uh, serves and protects the citizens. Someone who listens and can come back with relevant conversation regarding the actual questions that are asked them, not someone who cuts you off every time you ask a question, you know? Okay, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Samuel, you were on Color People's Time today. Uh, what would you like from your leaders? <clears throat> I would like the national conversation to be more equal. I would like to see the country move together as one. Is that possible when we use racial identity to divide a nation? No. I don't think that the current leader in chief is doing that, is, is using racial identity. But I respect if you think that, that someone is. Black Lives Matter is a hate group. That's what the current commander in chief said. Well, who, uh, where, where would, where would the hate go? Who do they hate? For all the things that have been said about the current president, uh, no, this is like tit for tat. I'm, I'm asking a question. We, the, the president, uh, so Cherokee said she's looking for a leader that can bring people together. You sound like you're in agreement with what she said. 
uh, when you call an advocacy group a hate crime group uh, as, as a victim of a hate crime, and when you call them a hate group as a victim of a hate crime, I understand the, the intensity of making a statement like that. So my question is, Black Lives Matter, who do they hate? Well, I just, I, I don't think that Black Lives Matter hate anyone. Um, but we do, we, we're seeing a lot of things that just aren't nice in terms of the riots and the protests again, you know. So you're still associating the riots with the group? They've been infiltrated, so at the moment, yeah. And we did discuss the infiltration of the Black Panther Party in the 60s by the FBI. But we don't need to talk about them. We need to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, we, do, we need to talk about them if the same thing is still perpetrated today. If. So sure. it is a part of it. That's not an if. It is still happening today. Well, okay. So if you some of your Facebook videos and some of your YouTube videos online, you will actually see people being arrested in blackface you will actually see people wearing masks to go and to uh, get into some of these groups so that they can get in, get inside of the group sorry goodness gracious um, I'm sorry give me give me a short moment here um, we're having um, we're having a little bit of a technical issue, and I apologize. I needed to leave the call twice. So um, again, Samuel, I I'm not hearing a clear. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm not hearing a clear definition on who the Black Lives Matter group hates. <clears throat> I can't I can't say who they hate. I don't think they hate anybody. Okay. So I just let, can let, say that everything is really, I believe everything is getting misconstrued. Yes, misconstrued. Yeah, I think so. Misconstrued. So, <laughs> Kirk Adair, may I ask you what is a criminal? I'm sorry, what? What is a criminal? What? what criminal? Yes. Well, technically, it's somebody who breaks the law. So if the law were to change and I were not aware of the law change and I still operated uh, as if the law hadn't changed, I would essentially be a criminal. Would you agree? Well, yeah, because they get you coming and going. They say that ignorance of the law is no defense. So I'm going to give uh, the audience an experience that I had last night at approximately one o'clock in the morning. I was riding a bus down Fifth Avenue past the former Trump Plaza, which is now just the Plaza Hotel, past the Trump Tower, where the president made his announcement. And on the street, there is a mural, Black Lives Matter. It has had paint thrown at it twice. So today's subject is bosses and leaders. 
in Cherokee has said, you know, I don't need a mural painted. I need to see actual change. But the paint was thrown on the ground. So now uh, New York City is guarding the mural with two paid, uh, two paid groups of officers. That was at 56th Street. By the time I got to 42nd Street, here in New York City, not far from Grand Central Station, I saw at the New York Public Library two Caucasian males showering naked in a water fountain in an area that was clearly cordoned off. Kirk Adared, would you say those two people broke the law? Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, I don't know what the, the uh, laws for New York City are regarding nudity, but they probably broke the law. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit stupid. I mean, they've been, the thing is that if they were homeless, uh, putting them in Rikers Island probably would be counterproductive. I mean, I, I think the police would probably ignore it. Um, let me clarify that these were two young men that I'm quite sure were going to be, they had been drinking and they're going to be on a train going um, on Metro North up to a northern suburban district of New York City. Remember I said this is a public library, but the area was cordoned off. That means that entry is restricted. And they were standing in the fountain naked. Mm -hmm. And I asked you if they broke the law, you said probably. So Cherokee, I want to ask you the same scenario. If your son, as an adult, took his clothes off as a person who identifies as African-American, and he were to wash in that same fountain, what do you think the retribution would be? I think that he would be arrested immediately. Would he be a criminal? For public, he would be he would be arrested for public nudity. Would he be a criminal? Would he would he be a criminal? Would he be a criminal? Yes. It would depend on what his attention is. I think it would be a misdemeanor. It wouldn't be a felony. So um, it wouldn't be that bad the charge, but it's still it's still against the law to be naked public. Okay. But Marquise, that would happen anywhere, in London, in, in Rome, in Spain. If you took your clothes off and jumped into a fountain, you would be arrested. Right. It, you would be considered a criminal. It would probably be a misdemeanor. Um, generally, um, I mean, I'm surprised that the police had not arrested them by the time your bus went by. Given That's the, right. Uh, given the speed of the buses in this city, I'm surprised, right. you know. Okay. So the reason why I'm using the language thug and criminal, um, goon, these are words that are commonly used on the right to describe people who break the law. And it usually refers to people of color who tend to be African-American and the protests are 
in response to a lot of observations that people are making online and what people have experienced in their lives. So Samuel, I want to ask you, what would you describe as a criminal? Famous Kurt, someone who breaks the law. The issue that you're having now is that this is a period of time where there's a lot of, um, there's not a lot of law and order. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of crazy things and getting away with it because you have the mayors who are letting all the criminals out of jail because, because. of COVID. Um, so going to prison, going to Riker, going to uh, jail is like a, a revolving door policy at the moment. Yeah, I think that that's why um, crime is spiking now because exactly. they a lot of people out of jail that should still be in jail. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Cherokee, did you, you said a lot of people? Yeah, they they let a lot of a lot of people that were in jail. Um, you, you said the word twice. Crime. You said people twice. Right. Well, they let it's not a black or white thing. They let people out of jail because of the coronavirus. That's if the third time. That's Okay, that's the third time you said the word. I'm focusing on the word people. Uh, oftentimes, when we describe someone as a criminal, we're not looking at them as people, as a human being. Oh, okay. So when we demonize people, we are treating them as less than people. So let's, let's focus back on Chicago. That's a, uh, that's a common punching bag for the right. And, and Samuel, I'll ask you, would you say that Chicago is a city of criminals? It's not a city of criminals, but there is a lot of crime happening in Chicago. Okay. Violent crime, by the way. Okay. There, so there are people that are violating the law. Yes, but, but okay. there's a lot, there are people that are, that are committing violent crimes. Right. Violent crimes. So, when a crowd is protesting and a car goes through the crowd and runs people over, is that a violent crime? I would say so. Yes, sir. Um, when a cross is burned on someone's lawn and... Uh, a brick or a rock or a Molotov cocktail goes through a window, is that a violent crime? Yes. Yes, not to, Absolutely. nothing to do with the cross. Uh, when you have protesters or rioters throwing Molotov cocktails and, and frozen milkshakes, um, is, would that be a violent crime? Yeah, I guess so. A person burning a cross on your property, is, is a, is, that's a crime. That's a it's crime. a crime. It's not a. It's not a violent crime. Well, it could set the house on fire. It's not a if, violent crime. Okay. It's not a violent crime. No. Okay. Let me let me let me restate what I asked. The question I asked: If a brick, or a rock, or a Molotov cocktail gets thrown through a window, with the purpose of creating arson or intimidation, would you not consider that a violent crime? That's violent. That sounds violent to me. Okay. The cross burning on your lawn. That's not a violent crime. Sure it is. 
That's burning. It's a hate, it's a, well, okay, it's a hate crime though. Yes, it is a but, it's not a, but it's not violent crime. If 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 people are crossing a bridge, and they're suddenly beat with batons, and attack dogs, is that a violent crime? Yeah, bro. What do you get now? Okay. Is there anything that I've said thus far that has not happened in the history of the United States? It's there is happening. absolute silence on this well, panel at this time. So because, I just want to... Because you normally address it, the question to someone, and this time you didn't. But I okay. believe that we probably all are in unison here. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And in the history of the United States... These crimes are committed against people of African descent who are protesting their right for equal, equal treatment. I'd like yes. to know why we are not referring to these people as criminals. Samuel, why do we not call white Americans criminals when these laws are violated? Yeah, well, as of recently, there's rioters and protesters that are doing this, and they're just called rioters and protesters. Or rioters, if if really. they're breaking the law, they're not criminals until they're actually deemed that in court. And, that and is correct. So they're not actual criminals until they go before the judge and, and there's a trial and stuff. That is correct. Te technically, they're not that criminals. Is, they're not a criminal until they're arraigned. That's right. Thank you. Arraign. Arraignment. I'm hearing a bunch of technicalities. But one of the things that no one has said is that we're a violent country. Very, from the beginning. Chicago's not violent, the United States is violent. New York, New York isn't violent, the United States is violent. Los Angeles, Houston, they're not violent. Any more than Mississippi, any more than Alabama, any more than Tulsa, Oklahoma, any more than St. Louis, Missouri, or, or Minneapolis. Or Europe, or Asia, or any other continent. On the I, think that, I think that the amount of violence seems to be more because now we're seeing more of it in, on, um, because of videotapes. There's more attention. There's more attention given that. But it's a diversion to keep us away from things that are really happening with the government. Right. Does anybody does anybody in the panel disagree with me that the United States has a history of violence? Oh, absolutely a history of violence since the very beginning, exactly what Cherokee said. Absolutely. From the very beginning. Could that be to the exclusion of other countries? Um I'm going to ask production to send me that note again. The note came up, but I missed the note. Um, but I didn't hear the driver in. I didn't hear the driver who ran over. Thank you for that. Uh, the protesters. He he was not called a criminal. He drove the car through people t with the intention of hurting people. Yeah. So, but. 
but until he's arraigned, like like Kurt said, he's not he's not a criminal. Did he was arrested though, right? I'm sure. George Zimmerman. Um, would anybody on the panel consider him a criminal? Yes. Yeah. Because he continually does the same heinous acts that he did originally with the kid. Yeah. This is this social, is a person. He's a sociopath. This is a person that the United States, a U.S. jury, acquitted. Yes. How many black people were on that jury? I wonder. Yeah. So Samuel, when we have discussions with those that lean right, everything that I just mentioned is never part of the discussion. And what we often do is we discuss the Obama years and it doesn't matter who lived in your house before you. If you have rats and roaches, it's your job to exterminate the rats and roaches enough to say that your neighbor was dirty doesn't make any sense well your neighbor you you move into a situation you knew what you were getting into and so you're expected to take charge so i will ask you samuel um you're a trump voter is the united states coming together because cherokee says a leader has to bring people together The, the people of the United States are coming together, but you have people on either side going together for what they believe in. So there are people that don't believe in Trump and Trump policies. There are, believe, there are people that believe in Trump and Trump policies. So, yeah, what you're saying is just, it's, it's too broad. It's like, you're not, you're not zeroing in. You, what, you, know, what, you, know, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to correct you. What you mean is, is the Often, country oftentimes, oftentimes what I witness on, on Fox News or CNN is that uh, a right commentator or a panelist will criticize the host. Take me out of the equation. There's nothing broad um, about what I've said. I've given you a series of examples. And we're discussing, I... we're discussing bosses and leaders. And I'm trying to ascertain with a country in uproar and a very, very troubling trend of hospital beds being filled. If you disagree with me at any point, please stop me because I don't know what I'm saying that is untrue of the facts that we know. Uh, so I'm looking for a leader and I'd like to know uh, where that leader is. And so I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, we're, we're, we're down to about five or six minutes, so I'd love to know your feedback on where the leadership is. Last week, we talked about accountability, now leadership. I can give you a quick 30-second or one-minute rebuttal on that, if you have it. Who? You? <clears throat> uh, the country is not unifying. Uh, you still have the diversified groups. Um, again, as I mentioned from previous show, it's personal opinions. People have their opinions about the leader, leader in charge, and no one wants to sway. Everybody wants to hold on to it. You know, um, 
Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a hate group, but the Ku Klux Klan have nice people in it. The president said that. Do you there remember? Nice that? People on, yeah, there were nice people on both sides, but what? But that's not what he said. That he, what he said was there are nice people on both sides. Isn't that what he said? Anyway, go ahead. There are nice people on both sides is what I understood him to say, and I think what he meant was by the two groups that were fighting. I don't think that everyone in that group was meant to participate in that group, in either group. Therefore, there are nice people on both sides, meaning not everybody is a participant. But if they were in the group, they were participating. What are you saying? As you, as you mentioned earlier, um, Black Lives Matter is, has been infiltrated. Yeah. So if they were yeah. in the group, yeah, maybe they were infiltrated. Isn't that you know, Black Lives Matter actually brought atten the attention to the inequality um, back onto the subject of inequality in America. Right. That, okay. That's what that's that's what happened. All right, and, but I'm and, just addressing and, what and, you were just talking about. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm going to just so I'm going to I'm going to cut in here. Um, we have less than five minutes, and I have to do a closeout. Okay. Uh, today's conversation with was bosses versus leader. Who the hell is running things? Um, I've heard Nancy Pelosi demonized, Mitch McConnell's been demonized. Uh, I mentioned Chuck Schumer, and everyone's got their own interests. But at the end of the day, you really want to know who is responsible. Hospital beds are full, and no one really, really understands why. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of miscommunication. And unfortunately, oftentimes, what we hear is, or what he meant was, and is a leader someone that cannot say what he means? I, I've always said, say what you mean and mean what you say, because words have power if they're used properly. And unfortunately, we're at a place where the country is in, in, in so deeply divided. We're not where we need to be. Um, we need to make America great. Not great again. We just need to make it great. We need to get past our racial identities. We need to get past our, our perceptions of financial betterment and they're poor and I'm wealthy and therefore they deserve less. We need to move past that. Leadership involves maturity and leadership involves knowing when you made a mistake, acknowledging it so that you can learn from it and grow. I don't know where our leaders are. I'm not quite sure who's running things, uh, but I do wish Trump quite an evolution in his process. It's very unfortunate about the book that came out by his niece, but she seems to make she seems to make a lot more sense because she has an understanding from the inside that is very very difficult to challenge. Uh, with that, I want to thank Samuel Kachera. I want to thank Kirk Adair, and I want to thank Cherokee Black for being on today's panel. It's it's a simple subject, but one that proves challenging to define on on many levels. We look forward to having you on Thursday's program where. We have, whew, why Latinos should 
reclaim their identity. Please join us tomorrow on Thursday on Verbal Assault live stream. Thank you very much. Every day fly.